Hi everyone and welcome to Words with That One Lady. Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. And like you already know, we've been doing a lot about the graduate series and today I have an amazing colleague with me and I would like her to introduce herself. I guess do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So uh, my name is Stephanie and I'm an occupational uh, therapist by training and I've uh, started my PhD uh, two years ago now. So I'm lucky enough to have uh, my uh, classmates. And uh, yeah, she invited me here to talk a little bit about uh, the process so far from uh, my perspective. And I'm also the uh, PhD representative in the uh, for GRSS, so that's the Graduate Rehabilitation uh, Student Society. Um, yeah. So I can maybe provide a little bit of perspective from the the, the students uh, in in awesome. general. Um, yeah. And I think it's been a particularly challenging uh, year with a lot to adapt to. So it'll be nice to uh, chat about it a little bit. Awesome! It's nice to have you, here, Stephanie. Like she already said, we're classmates. We're running through the whole PhD program together. The Almighty PhD. Oh my God. So do you want to tell us so far, Stephanie, like so far, so good as it relates to starting your program, like you said, two years down the line, what has your experience been so far? Yeah, so, well, the first year was, um, you know, in person, I guess, kind of a typical trajectory of uh, coursework. So being physically on campus at McGill, meeting uh, my classmates and and kind of, yeah, going going back to school. So that was a, a bit of an interesting process for me since I'd um, been working in the hospital setting for about uh, six years at that point. Mm-hmm. So coming back to uh, being in the classroom was uh, was different, but exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and then there was this transition uh, just over a year ago now to um, having to function uh, online, and uh, so not only the the coursework um, kind of format that changed, but also the you know not having access to my lab anymore and doing mm-hmm. uh, supervisory meetings uh, online and like everything online basically. Um, yeah, so that that was. Uh, I would say a, a kind of a difficult uh, transition and I'm still trying to figure out ways to uh, manage that as best I can. <laughs> yeah. So uh, guys, I don't know if I already professed this earlier today, myself and Stephanie are just going to be going through the motions of surviving the PhD program. Um, it's something that people don't really talk about. People talk about the entrance. People talk about the exit, the part, which is very important, which is the part, in, the, in between these two ex, extremes is what nobody talks about. And we're just going to go through it. Like she already shared her experience so far has been a two year, as in being in the program for two years now. We're just going to be taking emotions on like, how do, uh, like, how do you navigate surviving as a PhD student in this world of PhD in? Um, so, so far in your, in the program so far, do, do you have one or two times when you've had a very tough time in the program? And do you want to like share with us? Um, that's a good question. I guess I would say, well, just first of all, I think doing a PhD is is difficult in, in any circumstance, but exactly. uh, with <laughs> with the additional uh, challenges of, um, you know, being isolated from our, our classmates, our, our colleagues, our supervisors, yeah. the lab mates, and so on, I think that adds a, an additional layer. And I found, um, so I recently completed my comprehensive exam a few months ago. So that's in our program, it's a two months um, 
writing process basically where you're just reading and writing and, and um, proving that you have the, the, the level to uh, to you know kind of synthesize uh, um, research uh, that's published and, and have your own sort of um, you know Internet. reflections on it and, and that you're able to write at a decent level so I completed this process um, on January 1st actually but I found that those two months were especially um, challenging because I, I really felt the the isolation you know just alone with me and my computer and 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 thinking and having all these questions and and for that process you're you're not really supposed to have um kind of out outside support you know mm -hmm. the, the idea is that it's, it's, it's a test to see your, your own kind of analytic uh, capabilities so I found that extremely challenging just to um yeah, stay, stay focused and stay positive and, and not being too, too hard on myself too, because you have to give yourself time to, to breathe and to, you know, exercise and do these other things as well for, for your own well-being. But then of exactly. course, there's all these um, restrictions and you're not allowed to see friends. And so it was hard to find, um, yeah, ways to, I guess, take care of myself and, and, yeah. So in, in, in all of that period when you were going through the, the, the exam, what was the one thing that you did that helped you through? Because you just told us how it was difficult and the challenges with like, what was the one thing that helped you through it, the process? I don't think there was one thing, but I think more just the mindset of being kind to myself and being flexible. So yeah. setting a, a routine as much as possible. And, and for example, I tried to do a lot of uh, yoga, breathing, moving, walking outside if, if the weather allowed. But if for whatever reason, one day didn't go according to plan, you know, if I had set, okay, I'm going to do five hours today day of reading but then finally I I didn't well then that's okay too and you know then move on and go really day by day so have a general structure but be very flexible within that structure and I found that that worked okay because the amount of pressure that we can put on ourselves is quite yes. uh, incredible mm -hmm. that's so true we put so much pressure on ourselves and I keep asking myself this question like why do we do that where does this pressure come from like, is there a rule book that says, because you're doing a PhD, pressure belongs to you? Like, why do we do that to ourselves? Yeah, like, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't, I don't I know. Like, I think it wasn't like, is there a reason? Is that why we do that? Does anyone say, no, you have to, you have to like go through this motion to feel the way you feel, or you have to be this way to be able to get through the process? Does anybody say that? I don't know. I, I guess I would suspect at least in part, it has to do with, um, I would assume that most PhD students are very high achievers, yeah. right? And there's a reason why we we got to this place in the in the first place, you know, we, we were strong, and we push ourselves, we, you know, we're very motivated, hardworking, which is good. But yeah. there has to be a balance as well, right, to be able to step back and, and to remind ourselves, you know, it's not like the end of the world, or it's not, you know, if, if we don't complete what we had set on doing by this Friday, you know, like things will be okay. And mm -hmm. <laughs> right that's so true remembering that no matter what happens like as long as you're setting time for yourself and you're getting things done a day at a time and you're going through the motions a day at a time you're going to get it done and that uh, it's okay if you slack it's okay if you're you miss something it's okay that you make a mistake and it's all part of the learning process but i think we fail to admit that, that, that to ourselves and realize that when it comes to going through the level of education that we're going through right now, it has to do with, it's a process. And this whole process comes with mistakes, learning, like picking yourself up and doing things better. Because if you knew it all, there was no process, there was no, there was no point 
going through like the PhD program or going through this learning process. It's because we're here to learn and get better at what we're doing is why we're actually doing this in the first place. That mm-hmm. being said, um, I don't know if there is, um, because we're supposed to talking about, what we're talking about is like tips for surviving. And I remember I asked, um, asked um, one of my um, guest speakers recently, like, do we really survive all of this or we actually just go through it? What do you think? Yeah, I think those are interesting questions that you're bringing up. And I also agree that the the process itself is what's really key. And I mean, the the end goal of, of getting the PhD, that's that's nice too. But really, it's about the the kind of the wandering in between and, and the <laughs> learning. And, and I think if we're able to um, kind of approach the the challenges and the the ups and downs with a, yeah. kind of a curiosity and, and patience and and learning about ourselves as as researchers as clinicians as people um, then I think that'll be a much uh, better experience at the end of the day so yeah I, I think the survival mindset is, is really putting ourselves in this like yeah again the idea of this this pressure of like succeeding and getting to the finish line but it's not taking into account the the um yeah the the journey and and all the learning opportunities along the way and exactly and just yeah learning about ourselves as how how we deal with uh, stress and how we deal with um you know unexpected circumstances because yes it, during the pandemic there's a lot of that but i think mm-hmm. in life as well that's that's how it is right and we have to be able to adapt exactly that's so true um i would like to ask i know the last one year has been tough did you really like how did you adjust to the last one year was it hard was it easy or was it difficult was it like i want to know like you know we were not we're not expecting it to go as long as it's gone so far we're thinking oh in the next two months we'll all be back to like a regular schedule how did you adjust to all of that and for someone who was doing like research in the lab and all of that and you had to like move all of that into like the front of a computer how did you adjust to that lifestyle it's it's been tough i have to say and um doing a lot of uh, meetings on you know zoom or teams or things like that i'm sure you've heard the term of uh, zoom fatigue and oh, i definitely yes. i feel that as well like it's very tough to stay focused and and present uh, online um so i mean i've tried to uh do my i guess kind of social connecting activities uh you know or my exercise and stuff like in outside or like not on the screen because it's at a certain point i just can't handle uh, you know 12 hours a day on the computer but then again there's all the restrictions of you know you can't see friends or uh, the gyms are closed or so then okay maybe i will do the the um, youtube uh, yoga class or whatever (laughs) But so, yeah, trying to find a balance between all of that and, and yeah. again, really as much as possible, I, I focus like maybe week by week or even just day by day and, and try to really listen to how I'm feeling and, and do what I can, but be okay with, with what I'm able to do, you know, I know because um, otherwise I, I just get too overwhelmed. Yeah, I know, right. The overwhelming thing about all of it is the fact that at this point, we've all actually adjusted. And we've, we've become, it's, it has become a part of us. It has become a part of our everyday that this is what we're doing now. We don't even know when we're going back to the real world, like the real, the way things were before that we can go to the lab or go back to school and be in midst of people as often as we, we were before pre-pandemic. So I don't know if um, there is 
any other, like, I don't know how many people you've spoken to in the course of the past one year, other students, and how do you think other students are coping, other PhD students, how do you think they're coping with all of this in the online world and surviving all of this process of schooling and going through, and because nothing stopped, comprehensive exams are still going on, protocol presentations are still happening, courseworks are still on, nothing stopped for us. I don't know if you've heard from other people how people are coping with all of this and how it resonates with you. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I mean, I think everyone has their own um, kind of strategies and, and ways of going about it, but definitely the, the resonating message has been that it's been hard. And like you said, nothing has stopped. If anything, things have maybe gone <laughs> even faster. Like, okay, you have more time, you're at home now, so you can do this, you can do this, you can do yeah. this. Um, yeah, it's really tough. And, and I think there's definitely a feeling of uh, isolation and, and being far from classmates and, and lab mates and so on. And um, though even though we've tried to have some online gatherings and things like that, like the attendance hasn't been really great. And I think, again, people are just tired of, you know, virtual events and things like that. And it's, it's not the same as meeting in person, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think there's definitely missing this kind of social support aspect. It's been really hard. And I don't know if others have maybe if if different uh, students live with a partner or family members or something, they get like a minimal, um, you know, interaction from that or maybe roommates or so on. But um, for the most part, it's it's very limited for for most. So I think it's uh, it's definitely a a challenge. And hopefully now with the nicer weather, people can um, get outside a little bit more or maybe do, you know, picnics with friends or neighbors at a distance or whatever, things like that. But um, yeah, I think the the winter has been long and, and now it's, uh, yeah, I think we're still uh, in it for a little while. So uh, the, uh, the endurance, uh, I, I feel like there's this kind of um, longstanding fatigue of like, okay, exactly like i want to get out of this spot like for me um recently in the last let's say one month i i was coping for the whole year i was doing my best to you know pull through truck along and for like the last one month i got to a space of i couldn't get nothing done and when i mean month i mean from march till now i couldn't get anything done i was being very not productive things were not working out the way i wanted to so i decided to take myself out of my comfort zone and go to like the library schedule like three to four hours in the library to get work done and come back home because it was beginning to seem like i can't do anything i can't like my space was i was tired of my space i was tired of my environment and i was just like what do I do? How do I get back to, you know, being productive? And one thing that works for me was taking myself out of my space to like mm-hmm. a different space to get work done. And I, if anybody's listening and is having this, you know, school fatigue from the fact that they've been indoor for the longest time and we've been doing the same thing almost every day, take yourself out of your position. Take, like and Stephanie already said, um, trying to remind yourself that even if it's not working, you're getting something done. Even if it seems like, oh, I didn't get anything done today. It's okay. It's okay not to get something done that day. You, it, the work will wait and you will get it done eventually. Take yourself out of your space and go somewhere else and get work done. I think that also works all right. I don't know how it, you, when you get unmotivated, I don't know how you get work done, but that would be nice to hear from you. But for me, taking my space myself out of my space it's one of the biggest things for me um, and how it worked for me because it's an unprecedented time that we find ourselves in and going through the PhD program at this time is like, wow, why did I decide to do this to myself? 
But like you said, everybody now feels like you have so much time on your hands and you can get so much done. But do we really have so much time? No, we don't. We just have more work and it's just like feel too much to be done. But like, I don't know, when you get unmotivated, what do you do, you know, to motivate yourself? Yeah, that's that's a, a really good thought. And I just come back to what you were saying previously, I really agree about changing the environment. And this applies also for people working from home, you know, you're working in your little space and living there as well, right? So at some point, it's it's great to be able to disconnect and, and change the, the physical environment that can yeah. um, just just bring a, a breath of uh, fresh air. Um, so yeah, if you're able to rent a library room or, or something like that, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, and, and I think, like you said, finding uh, different little tricks to, to motivate yourself or reward yourself in some way. So whether it be, a, you know, a, a nice uh, snack or dessert or whatever, I mean, it doesn't <laughs> have to be anything big and actually celebrating like small little things. I think that's yes. really important. Um, exactly. And yeah, just tuning into to what makes you happy. And so for myself, I, I really, I'm a big gardener and, and plant fan. So I've been, you know, <laughs> taking care of my, my indoor jungle. And um, when I completed my uh, big presentation last week uh, for my, I presented my protocol. So I rewarded myself with a little uh, fern afterwards. So, Aww, <laughs> you know, so just beautiful. something like that. But I think that uh, it just brings a, a tiny little uh, ray of sunshine, you know, that can kind of keep you going. Yes. That's very, that's very correct, guys. Like, if you know, if you have a reward system for yourself, kudos, you're doing amazing because that works. It's like something to look forward to when you're done. So it's so like, once I finish this exam, I know that I'll go get a bowl of ice cream for myself. Or when I finish my presentation, I'll go ahead and buy myself this. Like, it's something to look forward to and it'll help you. The times that we're in is so difficult. We don't even, like I said, we don't know when we'll be out of this. We don't know when things will get back to air quotes normal because right now i don't even know what normal is anymore but we don't know when all that will happen but for now in the times that we live in walk through the process enjoy what you're doing try to find the wife what you're doing try to you know call yourself back to like there's a reason why i started this in the first place call yourself back to that reward yourself give yourself a reward system if you can take yourself out of your space if you can do so also and um, yeah, we hope that you are able to like find, you know, one or two tips that will work for you. I know if you have any other thing to add to what we've said again, Stephanie, on like ways to survive, because survival is very, very relative to the person that we're talking to. Some people's survival might be based off of, you know, getting work done. Some people will be, be um, survival based on life in general as it relates to PhD. But like, do you have any other tips for people who are listening right now? Well, I think just what you said a moment ago, it really resonates with me. And I agree 100% just in terms of reminding ourselves, um, like what the purpose of all this is, and why are we doing this? And I think for the most part, it's it's a choice that we've made, right? Like there's something mm-hmm. that uh, we're passionate about or interested in or wanting to contribute in some way. So reminding ourselves of kind of the underlying um, purpose of all of this too, right? And um I think that that helps a lot to to keep us going and to um, yeah just just uh, again being uh, patient and and kind with ourselves and knowing our our uh, our direction and and also accepting that the path is going to be uh, wandering in in different ways but as long yeah. as we're heading in the right general direction then that's fine and we'll discover new things along the path that we weren't expecting for sure but that's exactly. that's cool too. 
<laughs> that's so true you mentioned earlier about grss and um, i know it's a graduate rehabilitation student society and i wanted to ask that how much of impact do they actually put on students when it comes to surviving P- their phd program or well their graduate school program in general uh-huh. um so i mean the grss does organize some more academic events but they also have a kind of social mandate as well so that's been a challenge to try to think about how we can offer um, activities uh, for the students that are um, relevant in the times and, and, and useful, beneficial, interesting, fun as well, right? Yeah. In our last meetings, we've been talking a lot about fun and what can we do to bring people <laughs> together and, and, and chat and connect. And um, so that's it. It's, it's been a bit of a challenge and we have tried a, a few different things that have um, been attended by some, but I, I don't think we're reaching most of the student population um, from, from our group. So uh, we're still trying, but I think that, I mean, definitely we're available and, and wanting uh, student feedback. So typically we do a, a survey uh, every year to, to know um, kind of more formally what uh, what students uh, need and, and want, but also um, just on a regular basis, we're open to, you know, uh, being contacted by the students from the program to hear um, any suggestions or ideas yeah. or um you know just the or just to reach out and, and chat to uh, to appear um we have started a, a mentorship program last uh, fall so we paired those that um, were interested in either being a mentor or having a, a mentor um oh, nice. to yeah to to again just have someone to to connect to and and um discuss you know yes the more academic things but also just again how to get through the program or how yeah. to um, yeah, it's just, I think it's very powerful to be able to share, um, experiences and, and concerns and fears and <laughs> anxieties with someone yeah. that, um, really understands and is in a, in the same boat or a, a parallel boat, I guess I can say. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, that's very profound because I remember that, um, when we're talking about um, people to support support systems and which is a very huge tip for surviving grad school, PhD programs, whatever you're doing is like, the school, the university, your department does have a society for grad students that has an association for grad students that would actually be of help to you. So wherever you are, whatever university, whatever school, try as much as possible to connect with them because they are a very, they, Stephanie already listed all the, the, the things and um, agendas that they have for the, for the students. And she's talking about students in McGill University and the School of Physical and Occupational Therapy. And that's what she's referring to in all of this. But I know other universities have this kind of arms that actually, um, come together to help you know students with pulling through their their, their, their program and like the mentorship program you talked about I'm sure a couple of universities do that as well and it'd be a great way to segue into like grad school programs tips for surviving and you'd be speaking with someone who is it that year um, um, above or who's like two years above depending on what program that you're doing and those kind of information from them comes in so handy when at, at um, different times of your um, program so it's very very important connect with the societies connect with the associations and um, yeah you get great tips that would be of help and that being said I don't I don't want to like strain this conversation any far longer and I would one thing that I would like to add to it is that grad school is hard enough grad school is already difficult as it is I don't know at what point did you decide that this is hard but I'm going to do it um 
Well, I think that was an initial question, right? When you decide to take the the first plunge, but then yeah. I I think that's that question has come up uh, maybe twice again so far in the process, and I'm guessing <laughs> that it'll come up again a few more times. I know, um, but that's just part of the journey. I mean, it's it's a it's a kind of I don't know. It's it's a life project. You know, it's not just a little side thing. Like it's really a, a big um, time and energy investment that we've mm-hmm. uh, chosen to to um, go through with. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's something to again remind ourselves why we wanted to do this in the first place, and yeah. and be proud of the work that we've put in so far. Um, be proud of all our accomplishments, our hard work, and and as much as possible look forward to the the future with um excitement you know yes, and exactly. what it's going to bring even though it's uh it's it's scary it's uh <laughs> uncertain you know and the of course the time and energy will be huge as well um but i think if we're able to look at it in a in a kind of positive light and and then and um yeah just being excited about where it's going to bring us yeah i think that's uh that's a good way of, of looking at it. That's very, that's very interesting. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us and sharing your insightful points with us. And um, that guys, if you've not gotten anything from this today, I'm sure you've gotten the three points already listed out. Remember your why, remember why you're doing this. If it gets too difficult, take yourself out of your space. No matter how much time it seems like you're taking, enjoy the fact that you're going through this process. It's okay if it takes a little while. It's okay if it feels like you're not getting anything done. But at the end of the day, it would be all worthwhile. Anyway, thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us. We hope you had a nice time chatting with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank it was you a pleasure so much. chatting with you again. Yes, it is. <laughs> thank you guys thank you so much for listening to today's episode i hope you enjoyed it if you enjoyed it so much don't forget to share let your friends know let your sister brothers uncle mothers fathers know about it it can help anybody this can help anybody at all so go ahead and share it if you also have a question comments things you like me to do more or anything you like to me to hear go ahead and leave me an email check the description and you will find my email there and i would love to hear back from you guys thank you so much once again and until next time keep leaving keep loving and ensure that you're leaving 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 your truth and until the next podcast have a wonderful day bye guys